Did you ever think you were made it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. You said you want to have respect. Yes. Did you not say you want respect? You want what kind of respect you want? You want respect for everybody? Stop. Yes? You want to go to a family gathering? Anybody been to a family gathering or a party or Thanksgiving? You knock on the door. You're there with your girl. Your cousin sees you. You come in. Oh, hey, John. Can you, can you go around? Everybody's, everybody's in the back. Go around. Everybody's in the back. Oh, good to see you, bro. Hey, Mary. Okay, go around, please. Okay. So what were you saying again? Go ahead. Yeah, what happened with the Lakers earlier? They ignored you. You like that? You like being invited to parties like this where you walk in the door and the guy tells you to go around and you're kind of like, oh wow, no one even said. Okay, we'll, we'll go around. Can you go around? Now, you're somebody, you walk to the party, you knock. Who's it, who's it Bobby? Who's at the door? Oh, it's Ricky and Erica. It's who? It's Ricky. Oh my gosh. How, how are you, man? How you doing, Erica? How you feeling? Oh my gosh, great. Can I get you a drink? What, guys? What would you like? Anything. Just tell me what you like. I got you. Come here. No, guys. Oh my gosh. It's so, I'm so glad you guys made it. Come on in here. Hey, babe, can we get a meatloaf? Meatloaf, mom. Put meatloaf for these guys. Whatever you want. Get them whatever they want. Any kind of treatment, right? You walk in. Different treatment. Same party. Same party. Different treatment. You walk in. You're ignored. You walk in. Everyone stops. What kind of respect you want? I remember I used to go to this Wamu when I had no money. Minus $49,000 in the bank. I'd go to this Wamu. Here's how the teller was. Next. I'd come in. Yes, I'd like to make a $200 deposit. Let me see your slip. Here's my slip. Can you, uh, can you please fill out the slip? We're really busy today. Just fill out the slip. Uh, yeah, put your card number. It's this account number. And sign the bottom. Okay. You're good. Good? Okay. Great. Next. $200 deposit minus $500 account. So I said, okay, I don't like the way she looked at me. I don't like this kind of a look. What is this look all about? Then I said, I wonder how she's going to treat me when I got $50,000 in the bank and I'm depositing 10 grand. So now I graduated to $50,000 and I'm depositing 10 grand. Next, please. Next. Yes, I'd like to make a deposit. Sure. Again, $10,000 deposit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick, so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you, Patrick. Cool. So then next, quarter million dollars in the bank, $200,000 deposit comes. Next. $200,000 deposit. Okay. Good to see you again. Thank you so much. Whatever you need, thank you. Thank you so much. Or really like this, this kind of treatment. No problem. I want to have a million dollar account and deposit a couple hundred thousand dollars to see how you treat me. Then you come in. Next. Oh, Mr. Ray David. I got I got Mr. Ray. How are you, Mr. Ray? Oh my gosh, no, no. You don't stand in line. Mr. Ray David doesn't stand in line. Excuse me. Mr. Ray, let's go over here. 
Can we go, oh, can I get you? Can we get him some sparkling? You like sparkling? You told me sparkling water. Right over here. Everybody's going to grab a seat over here. Oh my gosh. What can I, how's the family? How's everything? How you doing? Everything good? Can we help you out with anything? Mr. Bed David? Mr. Bed David? Mr. Bed David? Uh, Mr. Bed David. Right, what happened here? I'm the same guy. Uh, $200 deposit. Next. $50,000, $10,000 deposit. Thank you, Patrick. Quarter million dollars, $20,000 deposit. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being a great customer. Million dollars, $100,000, $200,000 deposit. Mr. Bedivit, I don't stand in line. Come around. I said, okay, no problem. I won't forget this. So I went to the Wamu uh, place on uh, Ventura who treated me like crap. I said, I'm going to pull the biggest flipping prank on you. I said, let's go. So I called my guy, uh, Mike, Michael Wooderson. By the way, where's Mario? Mario, this is your time here. This is Mario's time. There's a few things you guys don't know about Mario. I have to say it. One of the things people don't know about Mario is, I don't know if this is the right time for because of time sensitivity. Paul, do you think this is the right time for? Paul would know this better than anybody else. Yeah. Mario can sing in ways nobody else knows how to sing. Paul, would you agree? Yes or, Moral, yes or no? Mario's ability to sing at four or five o'clock in the morning, impeccable, impeccable. If we had more time, I'd bring him up right now to do that, but I'm not gonna do it today. So we're gonna forget Mario. How many of us would like to hear Mario sing? Maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, not today. We're gonna let him go. But one of Mario's biggest abilities that he has, aside from singing, Mario knows how to hold a straight face, okay? So we'll be on a flight. And we're going on the flight. It's one of those flights where you don't go through the gate. You go out and you walk on the, what do you call it, tarmac. And on this one flight, we're going, there's two flights. One's going to Santa Barbara. The other one's going to Phoenix. You have to walk to the plane, okay? So we get down and the employee says, Santa Barbara, this way. Phoenix, this way. So we're Phoenix. So we go Phoenix. We go on this plane. This poor old lady sitting to our left with her grandson or something like that, granddaughter. And I look at Mario real quick. I said, Mario, they close the doors. So we know we're going to Phoenix. I said, Mario, what time's our uh, appointment tonight in Santa Barbara? He said, oh, six o'clock. I've already come, I've confirmed. I said, okay, make sure they know we're gonna be to Santa Barbara six o'clock on flight station. The old lady says, wait, wait, wait. Where's this flight going? Santa Barbara, we're going to Santa Barbara right now. It's gonna have a great meeting. Mario's like, Santa Barbara, it's a beautiful city. He's like, but I'm not going to Santa Barbara. So you're going to Phoenix. I said, you got to tell them if you're going to Phoenix, this is Santa Barbara. So she looks at them. She calls the, what do you call the people that are giving you drinks? The flight attendant comes. Man, I'm so sorry. My granddaughter and I are on the wrong flight. We're trying to go to Phoenix. This is Santa Barbara. The closed door is closed. Lady says, ma'am, this is Phoenix. What are you talking about? She looks at us and we're like, ma'am, we're just giving you a hard time. I was just having a hard time. Mario's that legit. But as good as Mario is, my partner 10 years ago, Mike, was at a different level. He was from New Zealand and he knew how to cope. We hold a good face. So we go to the bank that mistreated me and I never forgot about it. And I walked in with Mike. We walk in and uh, the lady comes in, said, uh, we'd like to open up an account, a new account, business account. Perfect, no problem, sir. Can you please grab a seat over here? I said, sir? Yeah, let's, let's grab a seat right here, sir. We'll be with you in a minute. I said, please don't call me, sir. And my friend's like, it's very offensive to call him, sir. Why would you call him, sir? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Can you just, just wait over here? We'll be with you in a minute, I promise you. 
we'll wait over here. So we sit down over there. Mike is like this. So we sit down. She comes. I'll help you guys right here. Right here. So we walk up. We sit right by the table. Everything's good. So what can I help you with? We'd like to open up a, a joint account between the two of us, business partner and I. Great. What's your name, sir? I said, can you please stop calling me, sir? It's very offensive. I, I'm, what would you like me to call you? I said, my name is Prince Patrick B. David. <laughs> Excuse me? Prince Patrick B. David. I'm part of a royalty family from Saudi Arabia. Prince Patrick B. David. So she says, Prince, yes. She says, but we, we don't, we have doctor, we have mister, we have missus. We don't, we don't have miss, we don't have prince. It's just, we, I can't put prince. It doesn't give me a drop down of prince. So Mike says, you don't want a prince's money? Do you know what kind of royalty family is from? Bank of America can do prince. Can you do prince? We're like, so I'm telling you, we can't do prince. It doesn't give me an option. You may want to call New York and find out about that. So she goes, she says, let me call New York. She steps away. So she goes for 30 minutes. 30 minutes later, Mike is still like this, legit, staying very poised. She comes back. I got good news. I called New York. They've approved the drop down. It's officially going to have your title, Prince Patrick Bed David. I said, thank you so much. So they open up the checking account with Prince Patrick Bed David. So I'm like, there's no way this is going to happen. Then the checkbooks, the credit card, the check card, everything shows up. Prince, period, Patrick Bed David. I have it till today, by the way, right? I have five decks of check in my house. So we leave. Thank you. Thank you, Prince. Prince Bed David. Thank you so much. So we walk out. Every week we would go eat at that, uh, what was that uh, burrito place? I don't know what it was called. It was a good burrito place. But no, no, no. The ones that had the lobster uh, burrito that they stopped serving it because something happened to it. What's it called? Rubio's. Rubio's. Who's been to Rubio's before? We'd go eat at Rubio's and that Wamu Bank was always next to it. I'd always go in just to tease them. I'd go in and you would see that everybody would be shaken up. Oh, Prince David, how are you? How are you? Please, Prince, he's a prince, prince. I'm just walking like this. I said, you forgot, I used to take my deposit and it was only $200 and I had negative $700. You're gonna call me prince for the rest of your life at this Wamba place, I'm not gonna forget this. So now, what is the moral of the story? I told you at the beginning, what kind of respect you want when you walk in? How do you want people to look at you? Do you think about that? Do you think about that Thanksgiving party you go to and you get ignored and you're pissed? What are you pissed off for? You haven't earned that kind of respect yet. Well, that's not fair, Pat. People should respect each other. Yes, but there's levels to respect. There's levels to this game. Is Bill Vogel in the room or he's left already? Where's Bill Vogel at? Where's Bill Vogel at? Did he leave already? Oh, I wish I could tell you a story with Bill in here. There's levels to this game. People come to me and they say, Pat, man, when you look at Vargas, why do you look at him the way you do? Why don't you look at us that way? When you look at Sapalos, you look at him differently. When you look at Gaetan, you look at them differently. When you look at Ricky and Erica Del Torres, you look at these guys, how come you don't look at me like that? I said, they've earned that look. You have not. You want that kind of look? You gotta change your results. You know, many, many years ago, I started studying everybody and find out who to work with, who not to work with. I found out the most difficult people to work with, who will never be satisfied, they are the most unhappiest people I've ever met in my life, 
are extremely ambitious, lazy people. Let me say this one more time. Ambitious, they wanna change the world. They wanna be somebody so bad. They're so competitive. They feel, they're watching this right now saying, I should be on the stage, man. I will kill it if I'm on the stage. But when they leave and I give you a challenge tonight, they don't do none of it. They just go to bed or they go drink and they do nothing. When they go and leave this place, they don't run an appointment. They're late to phone zone, late to BOM, late to a conference call, late to everything. You're ambitious, you want to change the world, but you're secretly so lazy. Terrible combination because you're miserable. Because you know you think bigger than everybody else, but you're not willing to work when the cameras are off. This is not work here, this is a show. Work happens when you leave this event tomorrow night. That's when the work really starts. So Pat, I don't understand, what are you saying to me here? Let me paint a picture, picture to you. In the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, some of you guys who have kids, some of you guys don't have kids, the levels of respect also happen with parenting and kids. Here's how it goes. There's not a kid that doesn't love their parents. There's not. No kid's not gonna love their parents. But there's levels to parenting. There's kids who look at their parents this way. They look at them like, oh my gosh, my dad's my hero. That's how Luke looks at Jose. Oh my gosh, man, it's my hero. I won't be like my dad when I grow up. I love my mom so much, man, she's so amazing. And they look up at their parents. And it's such a priceless feeling, but you can't buy that and force your kids to respect you. Because if you don't, 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, you're gonna have a conversation like this with one of your kids. One of your kids is gonna come one day and they're gonna just be secretly holding on to so much baggage of you that they haven't told you in your face yet. And one day you're gonna say the smallest thing, they're gonna snap at you. You're gonna make a comment about money. You know, life is not all about money. They're gonna say, Mom, I am so sick and tired of your bullshit. I watched you for years. You watch novellas every freaking day. You bitched about every one of our relatives who made money. You complain about every single person. I watched you over and over and over again acting like a victim. I'm so sick of your crap. I wish you would have watched fewer movies and fewer shows and all these Netflix. I wish you would have worked a little bit more rather than coming home every day at five o'clock. And I wish, Dad, you would have worked a little bit harder. If you would have worked a little bit harder, I could have been a doctor today. I wish you would have worked a little harder. Every day you came home at five o'clock, you sat on the bench, you sat on the couch, you got your remote, you changed your channels, you had a beer, a second one, a third one, a sixth one, you were drunk, then you went to sleep. You didn't even play with us. You were so lazy. All you cared about was the Lakers. I'm sick of your bullshit, Dad. You're full of it, you're so lazy. That conversation's gonna be had. By the way, watch my next question. How many of you guys have had a conversation with your parents at one point like that? Raise your hand, I've had it. Anybody's had it? It's a tough conversation to have. You've said some of that stuff to your mom and dad. They don't like it. You know what happens in that moment? Here's what happens in that moment. In that moment when that conversation's had, when they're speaking at you, for a moment, you're not gonna be in the room. You're gonna disappear. You're physically there, you're not emotionally there. You're gonna disappear. And you know where you're gonna go to? Let me tell you where you're gonna go to. In your mind, you're gonna go to, why the hell did you watch those 4,000 TV shows, man? 
That's 4,000 hours you could have put into a business. Why the hell did you hang out with that cousin of yours that complained all the damn time? Why did you always hang out with that negative friend? Every day you came home, every single one of your bosses, you blamed all of them. In that moment, you're going to be thinking, but you're not going to tell your kids. In that moment, your spirit's going to age 10 years. It's going to hurt a lot. Because you're just going to come back 10, 15, 20 years. And that pain is worse than Tyson punching you in the face. Worse pain. Because that lasts. That stays. It stays right here. That visual stays right here. And he, man, I don't want my kids to talk to me like that. But sometimes it's too late. You may be 73 years old at the time. You may be 68 years old at the time. What are you going to do now? See, for a lot of you guys here that are attending this event, some of you guys here for the first time, I met a lot of people, I took a lot of pictures, I enjoy meeting every single one of you guys. But the biggest thing about tonight is the following. Why am I telling you this story? Tico, can we turn on that picture? I just want to turn your attention to this picture here. Watch this picture here. This reminded me of Gaetan. Conor McGregor just posted this picture today. You know what's crazy about this picture? The top picture, that's Conor McGregor. Doesn't even look like the guy. That's in 2008. No one in the world knows who's Conor McGregor. Nobody does. And he's taking a picture with who? Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. In the bottom, it's 2020. Conor McGregor, everybody knows who he is. Guess who's in the audience? Chuck Liddell. Tables have turned. Conor McGregor went from a fanboy to the face of the world for MMA. I'm showing this picture to you because your theme here is what? MMA. You know how bad he wanted that kind of respect? You know how bad he wanted to be able to walk like this where everybody walks like this and imitates him? You know how bad he wanted that? You know how bad he wanted that? You don't think he thought about that 24-7? You don't think he trained for it over and over and over again? You don't think him and his girl sacrificed everything? You don't think he did? Of course he did. They asked him a question, what's the biggest thing that's changed with you? Did you guys hear what he said recently? He said, if LeBron James can put a million and a half dollars into his body and his mind, and if I do the same, I don't even know how big I'm gonna get and how good I'm gonna get. I finally learned what it is to be a student. How about you here? You're in the audience. You're watching Hector and Erica speak. Million dollar earner. You watch Ricky host. You watch Gaetan over here. By the way, I'm the guy sitting over there taking pictures of Gaetan. And Gaetan's up here to counter. I'm the one taking videos of Hector. Erica, I'm the one taking pictures of Ricky and Erica. I'm the one taking pictures of Wendy Munoz. What happened here? I'm sending a video to Alejandro. Alejandro and are dancing. It's like such a beautiful show just watching these guys, how happy they are. Watching them dance. Floor and Christian walking up, speaking, and they're dancing all over the place. It's a beautiful thing, man. But this right here tells so many stories. This right here tells so many stories. Look, tonight, here's what's going to happen, just so you know this. Everybody heard the same message. There is half the room that all you're thinking about is your pillow right now. That's all you're thinking about. There's about 20% of you guys that want to go slap and make some noise for your neighbors. Like, that's the story that stuck with you. Babe, I can't wait to leave. That's all I care about right now. But let me tell you, there's about 10% of the room here that you didn't just come to this event to have a drink and network and meet another girl or a guy or any of that stuff. You came here from, Arizona, from LA or whatever other place and you invested time and sacrificed your money because you kind of want to do something big with your life. And you're hoping you find something. You know, Gaetan said something in the opening. 
He said, we're just regular people, man. Look at their eyes. Eyes never lie. Look at Ricky, man. He's just talking. Here's who I am. He's just telling the story. Look at Alejandro and his tears. Hector, I've seen him cry twice. Once was this, one was a special moment Hector and I had together. About a month and a half ago, two months ago. He knows what it is. I love it. Fires me up. But that's why you're here for. You're not here just because of insurance or some of this stuff. You're here because you want this to happen to you. You're here because you want your wife to look at you like this. You want your kids to look at you like this. You want your husband to lay in the bed next to you saying, man, I marry a real G. My wife, this is a tough cookie right here. I'm not gonna find somebody like this. Husband may not tell you this, but deep down aside, I don't know if another woman can deal with me. It's a legit woman I married right there. And she's gonna lay next to him, she's gonna say, let me tell you something, man, this dude's not perfect, but I tell you one thing, he makes me feel safe. He takes care of our family. I married a hero, a hero of our family. I admired this guy. Marlene said something special. She said, one of the things about women to husbands and what men want is a woman that admires them. She says, I admire my husband. Think about how Gaetan sleeps at night. I admire my husband. And she says, I'm so proud of you, babe, on what you've done and who you've become. You know you want that. You know you watch the movie Gladiator and you see when he gets up and he says, Gladiator, I want to see your face. And he gets down, he takes that thing up. You know what scene I'm talking about. And he says, show your face. He doesn't show his face. He says, don't turn your back on me. You know what scene I'm talking about? Don't turn your back on me. And then he takes his mask and he turns on. He says, here's who I am. Father of a murdered dog. You watch that. And then the scene at the end, when he gets his redemption, tell me you didn't cry. Tell me you didn't get emotional. What are you crying for? You're crying for Russell Crowe acting? No, Russell Crowe's not the real Gladius. You're not crying for Russell Crowe. You're crying because for that two and a half hour of watching that movie, you're in tears for an hour afterwards. You're like, I want that feeling, man. I just want that feeling. I want that feeling right there. I want to have that feeling with my family. I want redemption. I want everybody in school who said you'll never amount to anything. I want every one of them to know that guy was my classmate. I cannot believe who this girl is. What happened to my mom and dad? I cannot believe who these people are. You watch it and get emotional because of that scene. Nothing more, nothing less. So, either tonight when you're hearing this message, you're either gonna do something about it or you're not. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody. Bye-bye.